0: Americans. So a Southwest Airlines pilot has just recently been sentenced and fined for apparently watching porn and exposing his genitals on a flight. Now according to him he says that it was a prank that he was doing with his co-pilot and you know he just pulled his laptop opened up you know started watching porn and you know whipped his dick out. Now I honestly do know how to feel for the guy right about now. The only thing I am curious to find out though is which actually came down faster. His boner or his career as a pilot. And I know it seems like I'm taking shots at the guy. It's not that I want to. It's just that it's right there. Like it's not that I want to make jokes about all of this. It's just that the jokes are kind of just throwing themselves at me. Like his dick must have been at home considering that, you know, he whipped it out and it was in the cockpit. Like it's just right there like i wanted to ask you know if if the person that caught them you know saw the head in the cockpit and wondered if it was a gay situation like i'd have probably started asking other questions you know like why in the first place they don't allow single playerhood in the mile high club this guy would have technically said that he was masturbating and he was part of his experience in the mile high club And I think it should be perfectly accepted because self-pleasuring, you know, is kind of like you banging yourself. So technically it should fall under the Mile High Club. So I'm wondering why it is that they had to put him, you know, under all of this shit. And yes, he's apologetic. But even worse than that, I was actually doing a bit of checking and this guy is actually 60 years old. Like he's the most fun 60 year old I've ever heard of. To the point where you're actually pulling a prank with your co-pilot and you're 60 years old, like, the people that I know who are 60 wouldn't know a prank if it bit them in the backside. Like, I don't get why it is that he's being reprimanded so badly for, you know, a simple prank. And if anything, I'm sure the biggest prank for him is him actually seeing his dick go up, because I'm not sure he was even expecting to see it go up in the first place. So in a sense, I do kind of feel sorry for the guy. And I honestly don't see why it is they had to fine him $5,000 and put him on a year of probation. Like, I don't think his career deserved to take such a huge hit. And I bet the person that reported him was probably just some woman that just got grossed out and did not know how to act to the entire situation. And she probably didn't even bother finding out what the situation was and why he decided to whip his dick out. Because some people think that it's just about them. Although, one last thing that I'm wondering right about now Did Southwest Airlines actually reprimand him because of the porn and the genitals being out? Or was it because the genital was facing northeast in the cockpit of Southwest Airlines? I don't know, just asking. But anyways, we should probably start the podcast because I don't think y'all decided to click on this podcast simply because I was talking about a dick, but because y'all are waiting for some interesting shit, so we should probably start this. So. Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is still thinking southwest after a dick went northeast on a flight. He is a man who until recently thought that cuckolding was a certain way to make chicken. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, the drill is usually pretty simple, and you know, it's the same drill as usual. I haven't changed it, I don't know if I'm going to, but it is still the same exact drill, almost sounds like a song, probably should replace Baby Shark. And it goes like this, you see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send that tweet to the DMs of Bugak the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take the tweet and I will handle it accordingly. If it's on Facebook, if it's on IG, if it's one of those screenshots on IG and or Facebook, then you can send it to the DMs of at Breaktime on Westside on IG and also on Facebook, it is at Breaktime on Westside and I will take them and handle them from there. Now, I'd love to start these tweets real quick and without even a little bit of haste, but before we do, I want us to talk about future for a little bit. Now I know for some of y'all, I've probably spoken about him a little bit too much, especially over these past two weeks. And yes, I agree. I have spoken about him quite a bit these past two weeks, as opposed to say the past six months. But for those of you all that might be feeling a little bit uncomfortable with that, please bear with me. I'm gonna try and get done with this a little bit quickly. So over this past week, Future has been a bit of a topic of discussion for some people. For those of you all that don't know, uh, there was a rapper that was supposed to do a collab with, with Future and unfortunately it didn't work out. But Future had already sent his bars, Future had already you know done his lines and I think recorded his verse and everything and he had sent them over. But unfortunately didn't happen to work out. But at some point this week, this guy managed to go ahead and release the lyrics. And the lyrics had him talking pretty badly about Lori Harvey and the fact that she's gone a new man and how the guy is supposedly whack and shit. And it did kind of drive women the wrong way a little bit. Because they're like, oh you know, future is salty, future is bitter that Lori Harvey is actually moving on and she's doing better, blah blah blah. And it did kind of spawn this very interesting tweet that I ended up seeing on IG which said Notice how Future only attacks women like Ciara or Lori. Never his other baby mamas or women he's dated. Now why is that? And the person who just so happened to have replied to her said Cause his other baby mamas kiss his ass and want him back while Ciara and Lori have moved on and pay him dust. And it did kind of make me think about it. This is Future we're talking about. You know, the leader of the church of misogyny. The same man that talked so wildly about banging Scottie Pippen's wife with Gucci flip-flops on a song when he was like, I just fucked a bitch in my Gucci flip-flops. Like this is a man who wouldn't really have too much beef with a babe, not unless if he's run out of babes to bang. And I honestly don't think that Future has run out of babes to bang. So why would he be picking a fight? Why would he be throwing such, you know, shade and shit on these two women? And when I was reading the comments to a lot of these posts on what people were saying about this, there was this common thing that I was seeing a lot of these babes saying. Because most of them were like, Oh, it's because his baby mamas usually feed his ego and they try to make him feel important and shit, but Lori Harvey and Ciara are doing their own thing and he's not happy about that. Oh, you know, the guy is just bitter. And honestly speaking, I'm just trying to think about it for a bit. Like, I don't think Future is petty enough to do that. Like, he could be and, you know, I I don't mind being wrong on this one, but I don't think that's the reason why he's been doing such. Yes he's had his beefs with Ciara and now it's with Lori but I don't think he's actually doing this because his other baby mamas feed his ego. When you actually think about it, this is a bit more of a clout chase rather than an ego feed because this was a verse that Future was supposed to do that didn't actually go on the track. So for for this other guy to come out and release it to the world and you know release the lyrics I'm thinking he must have at least spoken to Future about it first. And Future was like, alright cool, you take that, you release it, because for him, it helps build on his clout. Because you kinda think about it, Lori Harvey was making news not too long ago about her and Michael B. Jordan being in love. So technically, if he goes and he hops on the whole Lori Harvey train and adds a bit of clout to it, then he stands to gain. Because I don't think that that guy just went and leaked those lyrics out unless Future actually told him to do so. Because you think about it like this. When you look at Ciara at the time when they were beefing with Future, when you look at Lori Harvey at the time that they're, you know, having their issues with Future and shit, at least on an online basis, you kind of think about it. Both of them were actually fairly big names. Like they're fairly big names in the entertainment industry right about now. So you look at Ciara back in the day, it's Ciara. Like if you hear that somebody's doing some shit with Ciara, like especially when it comes to a dating scene, at least back in the day, then you are interested because Ciara was considered to be one of the hottest hip-hop artists that was there at the time. Then you look at Lori Harvey, Lori Harvey is pretty much well, I can't really say she's that special or anything. She's she's known for dating other celebrities. So, you know, the likes of future Michael B. Jordan, you know, there's guys like Mick Mill that dream about being with her. Because as Mick Mill once said about two years ago, I've got Lori Harvey on my wish list. That's the only thing I want for Christmas. So she's relevant in the industry because people want to date her. So in a sense, if he can feed off of the clout of these two women, then he stands to gain. Most of his other baby mamas, we don't even know their names. Like, we barely even know who the hell they are. They probably have a couple of thousand, maybe hundred thousand followers on IG or some shit. All we know is that's probably Future's baby mama. We don't even know their names. We don't even care what they look like. But Lori and Ciara, those are big names. But that aside, personally, I don't think that he's doing it because he's bitter. And with that being said, I should probably move on to the tweets because I don't want to talk about this the entire time. So, on to the first tweet. Men, why would you spend like 40k in a club in one sitting yet you live in rentals? Now when I saw this tweet at first, it made a lot of sense to me. But after reading some of the comments and actually thinking about it a little bit more, this didn't entirely feel like a very smart thing to say like it sounds good yes and in a general sense i can see the sense that she's making but if you really want to start bringing up the whole thing about money and rentals then oof it's it's not gonna end that well for her because i don't know technically if you do kind of think about it living in rentals isn't entirely a bad thing Like sometimes it's actually more beneficial than going for a mortgage. And trust me, I get it, you know, if you're a young person and you own your own house and you know, say you're handling your mortgage and shit, then, you know, there's a flex in that. Having your own home at a young age is a huge flex by any and all means. Hell, it's even a bigger flex than owning your own car. No lie about that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's an end-all be-all goal for a lot of people. And sometimes it can actually end up being a liability. And I know that this isn't a business or a finance podcast, but just bear with me for a little bit. When you think about it, if the person who has chosen to live in the rental areas doesn't want to buy the rental areas, say because they don't really see that much gain or they don't really like the place that they're in at that time, and they have projects on the side that are bringing them more income, as opposed to, you know, going to buy the property and, you know, put all that money in a mortgage, then you can kind of see that, you know, renting is actually a lot better than owning. But that's in the event that this person has projects running that is bringing in more income or will bring more income in the long-term than the cost of that house or the possible house that they want to get currently has. Because when you think about it, if say, you know, you have 100,000 at the end of the month and you end up using 20 on your rent and you end up pushing the other 80 into like some investment that will give you, you know, a few possible millions later in the future, it would probably serve a little bit better off than having a mortgage where you end up paying like, I don't know, 90 or 100 or some shit. So in a sense, renting might actually end up being a much better decision than mortgages. But back to what she was saying, spending 40k in a club, now that will kind of move it into a different side of things where you kind of look at it as simping because technically you're not gonna find guys just blowing 40 thou at the club for nothing. Like I feel as though people spend a lot of money in the club and most times it's not even towards themselves. Like a lot of the guys that are spending 40k plus in the club are probably doing it because they're trying to attract babes or they're trying to flex on somebody else. Both of which don't necessarily help because if you want to flex on somebody else, you could put the money in the mortgage and end up owning your own home, you know, in possibly another 15, 20, 30 years or some shit. And that's probably a much bigger flex. But then again, who's waiting for 15, 20, 30 years to go and flex on the other person? Like you want to flex on them at that same night, right? But then again, why flex? And yet you're still going back to the same dilapidated situation that you were in when you left the house. Like it doesn't necessarily help you in a sense. And when you look at the guys that will do this to impress the babes, then you find that for the most part, they're not going to get that much out of it. Because yes, you can go and blow 40 thou, but the chances of you bagging any one of the babes that you're flossing to, even though it's just one, is very, very low. Because for the most times, you find a lot of these babes will literally leave their houses, go to the clubs, take your drinks for free, and then disappear and go back home. And you'll be left there high and dry with nothing but your dick in your hands. So you don't necessarily have to go and put down the 40k. Because you find a lot of the people that tend to do this might even decide to do that while their house doesn't have any form of furnishing. You know, the house isn't very homely. Like you literally find that it's like a bed, a TV and maybe internet. And yet they could have furnished that shit and made it look sexy. And they know they want it to be sexy and they're like, you know what, I'm going to look for money and save up. And then I'm going to make sure this house looks good. But this guy is still blowing 40k a weekend at the club. Like 40k can get you a nice set of seats if you look hard enough. Like 40k can be used to upgrade your TV if you decide to sell the old one and, you know, possibly get a bigger one during the event of a sale. Like you can do a lot of shit with 40k. Especially if you decide to stack it up and instead of using all 40 on drinks, like you use, I don't know, maybe 10 even. And then maybe save the 30 and, you know, you can you can use it to buy yourself some shit. Or if you already have that shit, then, you know, you can stack up the 30s and go and invest it so that, you know, the idea of renting versus mortgage seems a lot better. Like this shit can actually be used to work in your favor instead of against you as this babe was kind of putting on this tweet. But then again, this isn't my money, this is your money. So if you're doing it, then by all means you continue doing you. But just think about it a little bit. Maybe investing might actually be a better option. But anyways, we should probably move it on. So on to the next tweet. People are never going to learn to stop bragging publicly in the infatuation slash honeymoon stage. LOL. Well, can I agree to this? Yes, I totally do agree to it. Uh, I think people have this tendency to want to show off their girlfriends, their wives, their boyfriends, you know, their hubbies, their booze. They want to talk about how, oh, you know, I love them and, you know, love is so nice, blah, blah, blah. Up until, you know, that phase or, you know, that stage of infatuation kind of fades away. Now, for some people, it might take a little bit longer. For others, it'll take a lot shorter. You know, for some people, it might take like a month or two or three, maybe even four. For others, it can take years. I don't know depends on the person but can i say that it's an entirely bad thing no it's not i don't think it's an entirely bad thing the breakup part you know the part where things end or the part where things become really bad oof, it is not nice it makes the entire infatuation stage where you are sharing shit publicly look like a joke but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was i think it's healthy for people to express themselves especially you know when they're feeling something intense But I don't necessarily believe in posting it up. But that's just, you know, me on a personal level. I'm not the kind of person that will go and post up my girlfriend. I'm not the type of person that will kind of advertise that I'm in love or some shit. Or that I'm feeling in love or some shit. Although then again, I'm the same person that doesn't start posting up happy birthday messages to their parents on IG. Yet their parents aren't on IG. You know yourselves. I'm not naming names. Just saying. Anyways, we should probably move it on, so on to the last tweet. The guys that usually wait for the babes to get drunk so that they can take them home are usually no different than rapists. Very interesting tweet. Very very interesting statement that's been put out there. Are they very different from rapists? Honestly, I think it's very dependent. It's a very, very dependent situation. And let me just explain that for a second, like I can get why it's wrong on like a consent sexual abuse kind of basis, but considering how some people tend to behave and how some people usually think in these streets, I don't think it's entirely a bad thing. Cause funny enough, like this is something that I've heard from babes. This is something that I've been told by babes themselves, a lot of times. When a guy feels like oh you know I marinated this babe and I took her back to my place and we banged and shit there's a pretty high chance that she actually did that shit herself and she just made it look like you were in the driver's seat the entire time yet she probably wanted it to happen or worse still had been planning for it the entire time. Now, with this in mind, it does make you kind of question the entire consent issue and it's actually why I've always been sort of a bit against the whole drunk sex equals no consent equals rape kind of talk that people have because sometimes she actually wanted it to happen. Like I'm not justifying rape or anything and I'm not justifying unconsensual sex and abuse and shit, but what I am saying is, sometimes these babes are actually the ones that are trying to get it and much as you might think that oh you know i marinated this babe bro this bird has been marinating herself like kfc on autopilot the entire time and at the end of it she just wanted to bang now does it sound unreasonable for a lot of people does it sound illogical yeah but when you listen to some of the reasonings that some of these babes have for it you can kind of get the sense in it. Because for some of them, they feel as though they cannot have sex with somebody that they're not like properly intimate with, not unless they're drunk. There's people like that that actually exist. On top of that, there's people that actually love drunk sex. And when they see the opportunity to do such a thing, you know, it seems like a win-win for them. Because they'll probably not even pay for the drinks and they'll still get a nice bang afterwards. So it seems like a win-win for them. And while on the other side, there's definitely people that, you know, just went out and, you know, they got marinated, they got drunk, they probably blacked out and they probably woke up looking at a ceiling that they weren't entirely ready for. You kind of get that there's an entire group of people that kind of wanted the marinating to happen. They were pretty much putting themselves there for it. You know, there were the lambs taking themselves to the slaughterhouse and they were okay with it. And I personally don't think that their side of the story shouldn't be considered. I don't think that they should be discredited. And it's mainly because we need to start looking at this thing as more than just black and white. Because it isn't just black and white. There's a lot more grace to this. And there's a lot more subjectivity to this entire topic and this entire issue than most people would like to accept. So in a sense, I don't entirely agree with this tweet. Am I saying that babes don't get raped because of this? No, there's definitely people that do get raped in this same exact manner. But I'm not saying that all of the cases where such things happen do actually classify as rape cases. But then again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have a different view on this. So I want to know your thoughts on this. On Twitter, it is at D. Send me your thoughts, comments and feedback on this entire thing. On Facebook and on IG, it is at Break Time on West Side. Make sure you slide into the DMs because the DMs are always open. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening on Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care.